is the issue of personal accountability viewed in your organization? Seasoned workers have undoubtedly seen their share of finger-pointing, dishonesty, and uh, CYOA. However, personal accountability is a critical step toward improving leadership. In this episode, we are discussing how when people are accountable for their own decisions, the effectiveness of the organization can greatly increase. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corn, and joining me today is my good old dad and psychometrician, Joe Folkman. At its core, accountability really is a simple concept. The willingness to accept responsibilities for one's actions. Well, one of the greatest issues in accountability stems from the amount of control people actually possess in their work. When employees are in control of what, when, and how a decision is made, accountability is sky high. But on the other hand, when others are in control of how work gets done, accountability significantly decreases. And that makes sense. I remember a long time ago, I had a boss who got into some deep water uh, when he blew the majority of the budget early on in the year on something he was really passionate about. And he pulled our team in and talked about how we all could improve and where we went wrong. And I remember thinking, why is he dragging me in? Because I wasn't a part of the decision he made and feeling like, you know, I would have appreciated it if he just owned up to his mistake, his mistake, instead of asking the rest of the team how we could adapt for the rest of the year or on a much smaller budget. <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> like, we all did this together. I'm like, I don't recall that. <laughs> I always say, when people say we, I say, do you have a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> Yeah, the studies on control and influence in autocratic, democratic, and laissez-faire organizations show that the most effective organizations have team have teams where everyone feels they have influence. When people feel like their voice is heard, their investment in their work increases far more than when they're being told exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Hmm. So. Okay, I, I think there are two different groups of people. They're the ones that want more freedom and the boss to trust them and, and to just make things happen. And there are some who just want to be told exactly what to do because they don't want to own the project and be responsible for the outcome. Um, they want to spread out that responsibility like peanut butter. So how can leaders encourage others and, and increase accountability? Well, intuitively, leaders might think that demanding accountability, letting others make decisions or giving pep talks would make a difference. However, our experience is that none of these tactics work well and all are suboptimal choices. Instead, we looked at 360-degree assessments from 40,000 leaders and examined the leaders who scored in the 90th percentile on their effectiveness for accountability. When I looked at these exceptional leaders' behavior, I found eight uh, issues that were linked to high personal accountability. The first was drive for results. Sometimes in organization, it's really hard to focus. 
when we are sending multiple messages about what's critical and what others are accountable for, accountability dissipates. If you want people to be responsible, then you must clearly define the results you want them to deliver and let them have a fair amount of control about how those results are delivered. Now, the second thing that the most accountable leaders did was that they had high honesty and integrity. When your boss asks in a company meeting, how's that project coming? How honestly do you reply? (laughs) Do you say, you know, we're really behind or pretty good? (laughs) Those who are accountable have the courage to tell the truth, the full truth. Um, This courage is often reinforced because people see their managers being open and direct with them. You know, with this one, um, I think if you want people to be honest with their responses, then they need to feel like they're in a safe environment where they can be. Um, If they feel like they're going to be embarrassed or shamed, yelled at or fired just for small mistakes and because something falls behind, then they won't want to speak up and admit that they may need some help and direction. And I remember, and I'm sure you have never forgotten, how terrible a driver I was when I was 16. (laughs) It was so bad. Um, No, my first accident, I was at a stoplight and someone crashed into me in my little car. There was nothing I could have done. Um, But the next one, which happened about a month later, uh, I was driving your very large expedition, which is, it's a huge car. And I misjudged a lane change and I hit the car in front of me and I was so devastated and scared to call you and admit what happened. And when I got on the phone, I was so sure that you were going to yell at me and be so angry. And, and then you asked if I was, if I was okay and if the other people were okay, and I told you what happened, you said, you know, you're going to learn from this, and we'll figure it out. And I felt terrible and stupid about my actions, but your response was something I remember throughout my teenage years and encouraged me to be, you know, more honest and accountable because I wasn't afraid. Um, no, it didn't mean that I didn't have consequences. I couldn't drive for months. Um, <laughs> well, we'd run out of cars, you know. <laughs> too, but there was not a lot of trust there. That'd be, yeah. Um, The response that leaders have to these negative situations can obviously improve the honesty and accountabilities others have. Well, you're right, Bree. I've I've forgotten those scary phone calls that parents get sometimes. I was lucky to respond the right way. Thanks for telling that story and remembering the good part. Uh, We did some research on a a set of, of of issues that affect people, and one of the big ones was trust. Uh, You know, leaders who were not trusted found their employees had issues with uh, the following uh, kinds of things. First, uh, employees felt that they weren't confident about that, that their efforts would be rewarded. The employees felt they suspected their leaders of taking advantage of them. Uh, They constantly questioned their leaders' motives. And they were sure, not sure that their uh, accomplishments, they'd get credit for them. Well, these factors make it hard to be accountable. And what we know about trust is that trust is built by first having positive relationships with others. Second, by using or by having the expertise or knowledge that people can trust you when they you make a decision and you come to them. And the third thing is consistency. In other words, you do what you say, you say what you do. 
Now, the fourth thing that builds accountability is clear vision and direction. Uh, there's an old Chinese proverb that explains this issue well. The hunter that chases two rabbits catches neither one. In organizations, people are often chasing multiple rabbits and they don't catch any of them. How can you expect to be accountable if you aren't absolutely clear about the organization's vision, where they're headed, and where they need to go, and what needs to be accomplished? Clearly, you can't. Well, I really resonate with um, these next solutions for accountability. Um, five is problem solving and technical expertise. It is impossible to feel accountable when a person is confused and doesn't know how things work. Teach your people the skills and give them the training they need and make absolutely sure that they know how to do the job um, you expect them to do. People want to be successful at their job and they deserve the proper training so that they can do their job correctly and that you're not setting them up to fail. Number six is communication. When a leader can effectively communicate, others can understand what they're accountable for. And we found this is the easiest competency to improve, and yet people just are a little lazy about it. They don't tell people when, where, and how. This requires you to be able to tell people to, what's going on, to ask people for their input, and to listen to others occasionally. Uh, the number seven issue is the ability to change. We found that people who are really good at creating change in an organization had employees who were operating at higher levels of accountability. Accepting responsibility for actions sometimes means that dramatic changes might need to be made. You may need to pivot directions instead of blaming others for your problems. Yeah. And that leads to the final one, number eight, collaboration and resolving conflict. Collaboration is a difficult skill to achieve in an organization. Um, are you cooperating or are you competing with others in your group? Peter Blow at Columbia University did a series of studies on this issue that showed that teams who collaborate and are cooperative are far more successful than those who compete. And cooperation breeds accountability. You know, when I talk to CEOs, they oftentimes say their one big issue is that groups aren't collaborating with each other. It's a huge issue for every organization. On the long personal and organizational to-do list, accountability should be at the top of that list. If you see a fatal fly in yourself or your current leaders in any of these eight points, you should address them immediately. In fact, the single greatest way to leverage accountability is to pick a few of these key behaviors and do it yourself. Why? Research is clear on this issue. Great accountability in the organization begins with you. <laughs> the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Sanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Sanger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on sangerfolkman.com.